It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone, this is Todd. I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. Today and tomorrow, you're going to hear a little bit of frankly, audio crackling. We had a board that was dying. We didn't know it was dying until it was too late. We didn't want to lose what we had done. So we're putting out these episodes knowing that, again, the hiss, the pop, the crackles there. But rest assured, by Wednesday of this week, that's all gone. New board in place. Things are taken care of. So bear with us. Enjoy the show. And this Men of the Apes, we get to talk about two whole shots. The greenlit the sequel. Without a story in mind, they just wanted to equal an unexpected gold mine. He said, oh no, as Heston said, I got to go. These are just some of the facts you ought to know as we go. Beneath the minute of the apes. Beneath the minute of the apes. Beneath the minute of the apes. Hello and welcome to Minute of the Apes, the daily podcast where we break down every minute of the Planet of the Ape movies, one minute at a time. It's a Monday, and I've got Richard and Sean sitting across from me. Hello, guys. Hey. Hey. We're in Zeus Comics, Dallas. It's been cloudy all day. The sun's finally peeking out. out as it's coming down. But yeah. it's kind of cold out there. Yeah. But we're in the, the hot locations report. of... <laughs> I just, I, I, what I wanted to do is at least set this. <laughs> we're dealing with all that, uh-huh. but we're about to get into the world of the Planet of the Apes where, again, we're going to be in desert. So let's tell what's going on this minute before we decide to jump in and play the minute. All right. We're going to start minute six with a shot of the dried, cracked earth, and it ends with someone who looks a whole lot like Charlton Heston, but it who isn't, uh, bringing medical supplies to someone else. And as of minute six, we've got two living humans, two dead, one dead ape a shrewdness of apes, and a gaggle of humanoids. All right, so with that in the books, let's take a listen to this minute. That's your minute, and oh, yeah, okay. Again, we we have two, well, three if you include a tiny se- a shot in there. But it's a twenty second, twenty six second shot 
the horse is riding towards us, and then a 26-second shot panning up the crash ship and over to the wounded astronauts. And we get our final bits of credits here. Yeah. We have You get to see, uh, I think we talked about it last, but screenplay by Paul Dane, produced by Arthur P. Jacobs, and then directed by Ted Post, who we've kind of talked off and on about all of them so far. Uh, it's an interesting shot to kind of have them riding away from the water, riding away from the water. We get more and more desert, and they really want to bring that home by just wait, wait. Uh, stretch that riding away for about 20 more seconds. Right. <laughs> then you actually have the shot. And then we have the shot of the desert. Right. Okay, now this is this is the establishing. Here we are. Here is the desert. We are. It's cracked. We are not by the water. What happened to that green? I mean, I mentioned that, I think, last time, but it's like, it's just... They're riding toward it. Green means go, and they're like all of a sudden it's all right. the, the barren But at the same time, again. yeah. But at the same time, we do have some foliage to an extent. You have a, a really crappy, dead-looking tree. Yeah. There's things there that show that there were signs of life, right? And you can also understand why they kind of went with that shot. It's it's kind of a cool-looking area. And what I do like is that they're riding away from us. And the longer it goes, once again, it gets into that Lawrence of Arabia kind of, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Is anything going to happen? I, I was thinking more of Monty Python. Okay. They're running at the castle. Yes, so, we, we, we do switch. You're right. Correct. We, at, for the first couple of minutes when they were doing the credits, they, as they came over the ridge from the water, they were riding towards the camera. Mm-hmm. This is the first time um, after that riding towards the camera that we get shot of the dead. And we see them riding away from the camera. And, and I want to go back to what you mentioned too we we do have credits and we paid a little bit of attention to mr ted post our director in i think our first episode we introduced him simply because there was so much he was going to have to endure in the production of this but i, I want to dip in real quick and say ted post had a 48 year television and film career that began in 1951 that included a lot of work on the Ford Theater TV. He did episodes of Perry Mason, The Rifleman. He was a Twilight Zone alum. Right. He also directed the Cagney and Lacey pilot. Oh. And as I mentioned before, he did Magnum Force for Clint Eastwood. He also did Hang Em High with Clint Eastwood in 68. He passed away in 2013 at the age of 95. Goodness. The man worked quite a bit uh, at the end. He had a credit that was posthumous by a few years. I couldn't really find out what he did to be involved with it, but he never quit working. He just didn't have the prestige that Franklin J. Schaffner carried yeah. with him. So that's our credits in the books, right? I believe that so. is. It's with, uh, with, the, with Taylor and... Um... Nova, Nova riding, riding off, away. That and right after credit, the credit yeah. ends, it just fades to black. Yep. Which I, I think, at first when I watched it, I thought, why? But yeah. then I really thought, it's kind of a neat idea. It's almost like ending, it's almost like this really does belong with the previous film. It's ending, and it comes back up, and it tells a brand new story. It's the only time we've ever, that I can recall, in the first film, into this one, we've had a dip to black. Just a fade, yeah. Like, and, yeah. and that it's come from it. Yeah. So it felt like it was intentional in a way to say, that's where we are. Let's begin our story. Now, that was right at 527 when it, when it comes to black. Yep. And then it comes back up at 528, 529. And what's the first thing we see? Because the, the audience just listened to the audio, but they don't have a sense of what they're actually visually seeing. Uh, yeah. Now we are seeing a crashed ship that looks very similar to the ship from the first movie. Correct. And it, unless, unless it had been 
pulled from the wreckage of the Elizabeth, the wreckage you pulled from the water. Right. We're we to assume, assume this, is sec- this is something else, ship. right? Yeah, this is something new. At this new. point, we don't know. Yeah. We but just... the carcass of that ship looks very odd. When you, so we the way odd... it crashed, the, the, the way where it exploded on there, right. all that kind of stuff is very strange. It's, you yeah. could tell its nose cone was obviously the same ship that we saw in, in, in the, the first film. Cone, right. It's got, a, it's got a, you can tell from the first opening shot, it's got a red and blue stripe, very right. similar to the way the Liberty, Liberty One had a stripe. So we assume that it's something American or, or, uh, from the U.S. From it the immediately US, evokes exactly what we saw. The rest of it was submerged in the water. What struck me as odd, though, you can see it looks like some kind of rocket shaft that's, that's cracked right at the back of it. Yeah. yeah, and then it's almost like a structure of it looks like an erector set structure outside of it where the rest of the shell of the ship went. And I guess the panels flew off. Yeah. I hate to be cynical that we've already been through the film before, but it made me think, oh, they had the remainder of that from the previous film, and they said, oh, shit, we have to find a way to put a rocket on the back of it. Oh, just look, make it look like it's blown up. Do it on the they, team, you know, yeah. We don't have the money to build a whole new— We're not going to build a crater that, or the right. trench that it's crashed in. And that was another weird thing. It's just it's like instead of a crash it's and like skid, placed it, it went, Doink. It, so yeah, it fell straight down. Very gingerly. Yeah. Poop. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to check because— when we first see the ship, I was like, this looks very familiar. Is this is this the same ship or a different ship? And the notes that I have is that the, this was a prop model that was recycled from the Planet of the Apes. So it's not the one that was submerged, submerged in water, but okay. it was the prop they were using. So that's hmm. why it looks very, very familiar, right? Okay. It is. Yeah. They yeah. didn't build something new. And they shouldn't have because, uh, you know. I mean, it's only going to be a crash ship. And I'm assuming it's going to be for, you know, just a couple of minutes and right. then we're done with it. And and you're immediately going to evoke that we have another ship. You're trying to we don't for the economy of storytelling. We don't have the time to go into not do the first ten minutes of the first movie again, right? And basically tell what's going on. Characters crash them down, right? You know, and and then in some cases that is a good thing. We are coming into the scene instead of setting up the whole ten minutes again. We a we know what we're assuming the same thing happened to the first ship happens to this ship. But in a good story, you walk into the middle of the scene. You don't start in the middle of a conversation. You don't right. start a conversation with the people coming in, sitting down, taking their seats. Right. All right. How are you doing? How are we? All right. Now the tension of the scene exists. You start exists. in the middle of the conversation. Right. You get out before the conversation's over. It's the thing that my daughter will watch a movie and say, I don't understand. I'm like, that's exactly it. You're, You're not, not supposed, supposed to. to. Understand, it, yeah. and, and we don't know why he's here. We know immediately to me that when he pokes his head out, oh look, it's a Charlton Heston lookalike. So when he, when it sweeps yeah. when it sweeps in the back of the burnt uh, uh, rocket mm-hmm. portion and it kind of cuts in half a little bit and then it kind of comes to something that looks like it it was it, it survived the crash. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was looking for specifically when I saw this, which is one of the reasons I wanted to go and look and see if it was the same ship or a different ship, was I was trying to get the sense of did this have a large crew. Was it large yeah. enough to have four people or five people? Was it a was it an was it a rescue mission? Was it an identical mission? Like I I was I was literally looking at the ship, going where, what is this? Was it following them? Was it a later mission? Did when you say that, it does was in it my a, mind. It looks smaller. Was I mean, it a rescue mission? That's why I wanted to see if the ships were the same, were they right. the same size. I think where the first movie benefits from their location of crashing in the water is you don't have a sense of how deep that water is True. versus how big the ship is in it. So we True. saw the nose part of it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean there wasn't 100 feet under there and water. Um, this one, they've if they're using the, a, a prop from the same movie, they've just put it there, which mm-hmm. is a nose cone part, and that just makes it look like it's a rescue ship or something. That it does. Not, it does not, it does not look like it has. Or, or that's the... 
maybe there's a ship orbiting and they've you know ejected themselves down and if that doesn't look like something that the entire ship would have been based or yeah. the entire trip would have been based around i find it funny that we talk about this that there's no skid mark that it looks like it's dumped down and and this is problem solving what 50, yeah, 50 years, 40, 40, 40 50 years after it. Yeah. yeah. But couldn't they have somebody so, just sit there and go, wait a second. Well, um, couldn't you also have, if you want to show that in nose cone, you've got it, let's reuse it. But could you not have dug up a trench and have shit have fallen on well, it? That's that, uh, $50,000 that they're saving to put somewhere I guess somewhere so. You're else. right. You're well, right. Not knowing exactly how this particular ship crashed, but they make some crappy ships. They do they make can crappy ships. They space travel, but. They can't land. But we don't know for what this. Uh, well, we'll get to it later. We, um, uh, but again, uh, this scene, I'm assuming, is not going to be very long. The ship might not be referenced again. Um, it, it, it. If it is only going to be there for a limited amount of time, why spend a big amount of money on it? You're right, and especially it, in you know sixty nine dollars. And technology. So you're absolutely right. So they they need to get get us into the story. They need to introduce us to our Charlton Heston lookalike. I did find it funny that they had two very pristine looking fire extinguishers just sort of sitting, <laughs> sitting to there. the side. And here, this was such a massive fire, and these are two little tanky uh-huh. fire extinguishers. I just I found that humorous, and especially because if you look, one's perfectly sitting up, and the other's sort of lying beside. There was no there was no frantic moment to putting out a well, fire. Well, they with still them. have the the tag on them. Yeah, they're, they're unscathed. They're completely clean. One's kind of upright. One's maybe a little bit off to the side, right. like something had been done to put a fire out. But so as it pans. Uh, from as it goes from left to right and kind of sweeps up, it, it then kind of tightens in a little bit on uh, the escape hatch, the window, the right. cockpit. And uh, the note here is that it actually has the United States going up the center of the mm-hmm. ship along the thing, and that was not a part of the Liberty One Taylor ship. No, it wasn't. It did not have the same markings, but it did have the red and blue stripes on it. Yeah. Did they have a flag somewhere on the ship? I know they had one on the dinghy, and it was like the most ill-placed and it was also too small for what it yeah. should have been. I don't remember. I, I don't recall either. Maybe somebody will tell us on Twitter. Or we'll look at it. But hey. so, so this guy pokes his head up, and I'm I'm assuming everybody's first reaction is supposed to be, "Wait, is that Taylor?" Right. What? I I don't understand. Do I need to have my eyes shut? What What is going on here? Well, it's funny because I I actually after watching this went and watched the trailer for it again, and I started seeing shots of. James Franciscus intercut with Charlton Heston, and I, I found myself going back and forth and looking. Truly, the similarities of the noses are both very thin, mm-hmm. angular, slope a little bit. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of similarities, and I'm sure I know that. And we discussed this that they talked about putting Burt Reynolds. Right. I was I was going to bring that up. Yeah. How vastly different of a that look was, is yeah. there there? But I'm sure to an extent they kind of went, oh, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Because we're going to play a little bit with it. We're going to confuse people. They don't know what's happening here. Well, they did advertise the movie with this with James Franciscus right. in it. So it shouldn't be a surprise to the movie audience that right. he's in here. Well, you, you say that, but you're assuming uh, today, I think, uh, advertising is more prevalent and you're more informed about a movie if you want to be. Back then, you would see a trailer for it on commercials. And, you know, if you didn't really see it a whole lot, but you knew... Planet of the Apes, and then you saw there's a sequel to Planet of the Apes, you might just go see it because you saw the first one, and you might not know. Yeah, marketing was a vastly different different thing back then. And, you know, no one... 
No one was accustomed to sequels. We all have either. a little bit of a cough every now and then. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, no one was really accustomed to the idea of sequels back then either. Yeah. So they weren't watching and thinking like, "Who is this kind of guy going to be?" They just thought it's another Who's cast edition. Guy, yeah. And there were, the, you know, the ladies that probably thought, "Oh, he's beautiful on the shows that I watch him on. I'll go see him." But I don't know that they ever considered what role would he take. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy that as he emerges from the spaceship, right, and he runs towards our our guy that in the wide shot we saw. It, it almost looks like he's sunning off to the side. If you look in the <laughs> yeah. wide shot, he's sort of laying on his space blanket. Uh-huh. But as our new character runs out, he's carrying a first aid kit, and the reason I know that is because no matter where he runs in relation to the camera, he is holding that box so the red X is always visible so we know that it is a face first aid the camera, kit. Face we, the camera. We, they have just gone through this terrible crash. They're mm-hmm. covered in markings that look like they might have had a little soot well, on them, a little smoke, a little whatever. That, but we have two really pristine fire yes. extinguishers and one really pristine first aid kit. We don't I know agree. what the length of time is between when they crash and when this scene is because there is no smoke, there is no, no. heat, so this is completely out. It's, Enough I mean, time to get the guy out of there, put out the fire with the fire extinguishers. Everything's cooled down because he's climbing all over the ship, so it's right. not hot. It's 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 a little on the edge of this minute versus next minute, but I did notice that you know uh, the gentleman lying on the metallic blanket, which is totally going to reflect and like burn him even more. Uh-huh. He needs heat to keep out of shape. Right, exactly. Exactly. It they they both already look like they have. Uh, a two-day suntan on their yeah. face. Yeah. Both of them do look like they they got some sun exposure in some amount of time. Yeah, I think this wreck is not new. So or not fresh. When we talk about all the soot and everything, and uh, so we we've only seen two two people. We've heard no mention of anyone else as far as crew goes right. on the ship. Yep. There are fire extinguishers out. I know this. In fact, I can say last week I went out to light my grill. The starter screwed up, and I used a. A match to toss it, and all of a sudden, it was like hair, you know, just singed off my arm and hand, right? So I can only assume if I am then putting out a fire like that, I'm going to have soot. I'm going to have charred elements. Potentially. Who the hell was using the fire extinguishers? Did they just throw them out for a little room inside the cabin? Oh, let's put them out here. Who cares about the flame? Neither of them look like they battled a flame or crashed in a ship. And the fire extinguishers look like they weren't even used. I know. They're just kind of sitting there like, hey, we put out a fire. It was. It was. It really was like they looked like a very last minute addition to make it look like something some, happened. Somebody did some work. Like they just rent. They they just happened to have them in the back of the truck. Otherwise, just right. throw them on set. Throw them in the scene. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it's just the ship, the guy laying out there, and this new guy hopping out with a medical kit. So as the as we get to the end of the minute, because you guys really, I think you guys might have heard. Like the start of like a conversation, like no, no, and then it might have cut off before we start to the next minute, right? According to my minute, we get. The, the way it ends for me, and this is the one I capture that'll be put in there. It ends, mm-hmm. and it. Uh, let me also say this: we record this, and I edit them later. So that's why we're talking about this. What? So it ends with him calling the man on the ground Skipper, mm-hmm. and we find out apparently that is the ANSA officially dictated term term for, for the captains. captain because that's what what uh, Dodge 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 called, called Taylor Skipper. Yeah, I was, and I thought, are you kidding me? Here we go with another Skipper. Okay. Or, no, Taylor called uh, Landon, right? No, they no, called. I mean, sorry, uh, was it? Yeah, no, Landon. It was. It was either Landon called Taylor or somebody called. Da- I think they both called Taylor Skipper. I yeah. think they both referred to him at some point as Skipper. But when I heard it, I thought, okay, are you trying so hard to go back to terminology to, again, from the first yeah, one? To have 
a guy who looks like Charlton Heston mm-hmm. and then using a term that they've referenced in other scenes of Charlton Heston in right. it. So, so this skipper, which is the gentleman lying on the ground, mm-hmm. right, uh, has no apparent wounds or any type of injuries. He's no. just kind of sprayed out, splayed out on the ground on kind of a metallic silver blanket, which is supposed to evoke space blankets. Right. Right. And, um, cause that looks futuristic, Richard. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but shiny things, shiny, shiny look like they're from the future. Space age. And, uh, our, 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 the gentleman who got out of the cockpit runs over. Uh, the skipper tries to sit up and, our, our our new astronaut just kind of puts his hand on him trying to calm him down. Right. Get the first aid kit. And that's kind of how this minute ends. Right. It's it's one of those that, you know, if you've listened to the previous film, you know that these films, kind of the language they start with is it's rather, at least so far from the first one to this and the first few minutes are rather slow. There's right. not a lot to talk about. Well, again, uh, again, I was looking at the size of the ship mm-hmm. and I see two people. So I'm wondering, is there a third or a fourth? Are they part of the wreckage? Yeah. I was kind of, I really was p- trying to piece this one minute together, looking at the ship and calculating: Do we have ten people? Do we have two people? Do we have three people? Are there people dead? Yeah, we have somebody injured. I well, I don't know. Well, maybe future minutes will let us know. Maybe. And, and maybe. obviously they will. As we watch them, we'll know things. But as of now, that is a very small looking ship, mm-hmm. and we have one. Pro- oh, did you? You know, are you? Well, no, you're going to add him in. The minute we didn't have a change. That, okay, that's true. So now you've got you've got a prone man. That's right. all I'm going right. to say. Right. We, have we, have, we have an astronaut who's wearing an American flag sleeve on his uniform. Okay, as and well. not on his heart. <laughs> well. Well, uh, so again, a very slow minute, but at least we're into it. We've got brand new footage. We're moving along. We're meeting some people. We don't know why they're there. And I wonder if we do this again tomorrow, will we find out why they're there? That's true. I didn't even thought about that. That's a really good point. After, after watching Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. getting some recycled footage for the first, and then seeing briefly Nova and Taylor riding around, mm-hmm. this is introduction to new characters. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's truly the first foray into the story that we have. Yeah. All right, my friends. I think that's pretty much a wrap for this one. Uh, we want to thank the Star Wars Minute guys. We usually start off an episode and do that, but let's let's do it here. Great job that they do has inspired so many people that you can go listen to. If you want to be in it, join us. Do your own. But we thank Pete and Alex for being great great mentors to all of us and encouraging all of us to take this this leap into it and we've had a blast doing it so far so go check them out if you haven't already but for Richard and Sean I'm Todd we'll see you tomorrow thanks Todd bye thanks everybody beneath the minute of the apes beneath the minute of the apes beneath the minute of the apes the only good human is a dead human With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.